Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Fight for Your Life. And our text is from 1 Peter, the second chapter, the 11 through 12 verses. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. You know, we live in a time of a great many public battles. All you need to do is turn on the television and you hear about this vicious, unprecedented battle for the White House. There is a battle against cancer and AIDS. There is a physical and ideological battle against terrorism. In the neighborhood of Roxbury Presbyterian Church, we are battling drug abuse and violence and so many other ills of the community. But for all the battles we know about, there is one battle, the most important battle of all, that gets too little attention in the world. Sadly, it doesn't even get enough attention in the church. And that is the battle for our souls. That's the focus of this text, which is part of a letter the Apostle Peter is writing to persecuted Christians scattered out into the first century world. These small and weary groups of believers have been forced to flee Jerusalem because they refuse to worship the Roman emperor They refuse to bow down in pagan temples, and now they find themselves in these strange new places, Pontus, Cappadocia, Galatia, uh, where they face even more persecution, ridicule, and harassment. And they are in a battle to both spread the gospel and to survive. So these beaten down and weary people are listening as Peter has some special instructions on how to handle the battles. First, he wants to encourage them to remind them of the God they serve, the God of their salvation. 1 Peter 1.3, In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Peter knows that when Christians are going through a lot of struggles and suffering, they need to be reminded of eternal salvation and who they serve. So he's telling his people, Don't forget whose you are, because if you forget whose you are, you forget who you are. He writes, verse 9, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This is a letter of comfort and support, offering believers instruction and hope in times of trouble. Those of us who follow Christ are in a virtual battle against the entire world, sometimes against families and neighbors, the authorities, the culture. Peter reminds us that all these battles will result in eternal salvation and giving glory to God. And that's what this is all about. In the meantime, we must think of ourselves as aliens and foreigners, 
not just geographically, as in the case of this letter that Peter writes, we need to remember our home is with God. At Roxbury Presbyterian Church, the theme we have on our visitor's packet is Welcome Home, and it includes Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. We want people to know that we all have a home in Christ. We are called to abide in God, to rest in God. We learn everything we need to know in this spiritual journey, not from Dr. Oz, not from CNN, not from Oprah, but from Jesus Christ. And because we are at home in God, we are strangers and aliens in the world. That means that living from day to day focused on your true home is the priority. And that is going to involve a battle. First of all, it's not, an, it's not a, an easy thing to do. It's not what you would do naturally because it's a spiritual battle. And also because the world does not find its home where you find yours. There will be a battle for your body, your attention, your money, your time, and everything else you have. But of all these battles, the biggest one, Peter says, don't forget the big battle is for your soul. I urge you as foreigners and exiles, he writes, to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. That's the real battle. A war is being waged against your soul. Remember, Jesus says, what will it profit those who gain the world and lose their souls? There is nothing worth more than our eternal souls, not money, fame, power, or prestige. And believe me, I've had all of that. But if you choose anything over Jesus in this life, you will lose your soul. Let's make sure we all have the same definition of soul. Unlike spirit, which is something we have, the soul is what we are. The most basic definition for soul is life. So the fight for our souls is the fight for not only a right relationship with Jesus Christ, but it's the fight for eternal life life. I am purposely using the word fight instead of the word struggle. The dictionary says that both words mean about the same, but I believe the term fight gives us more intention and more power. You know, I'm tired of struggling. Struggle sounds weak, like a lot of it is out of our control. Fight carries with it a force. I want to fight sin because I know what is at stake, my relationship with God. I'm so glad you're with us today. Here's a special invitation. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is marking 130 years of worshiping God and serving his people. And we want you to help us celebrate Thursday, September 29th at Mosley's on the Charles in Dedham. For ticket information, log on to rpcat130.org. That's rpcat130.org. We'll see you September 29th. I have spent a great deal of time and attention this summer focusing on the greatness of God. At our church, we've talked a lot about blessings and miracles and just how good God is. Now, there's a method to my approach. I think that we have to keep reminding ourselves of who we worship to more clearly absorb what is at stake in this battle. We need to be reminded of a God who is sovereign, omnipotent, infinite, holy, perfect, faithful, and capable of doing more than we can ask or imagine. Because that way, we will understand the need to keep up the fight. 
part of this battle is understanding that what the world offers us doesn't come close to what we receive from God. God's gifts are far greater than the world's, filled with love, joy, and peace. The world can't come close to that. And that's what Peter is talking about here. Since you belong to a great God and not to this world, you need to do everything you can to stay at home with that God. You need to abstain from sinful desires. Now, the King James Version says fleshly desires. The first thing we think about when we think of those fleshly desires, of course, is sex. And that's part of it. But it actually goes much deeper. Galatians 5, 19 to 21 teaches us that the works of the flesh are impurity, sensuality, that's outrageous conduct, shocking to public decency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, that's deep-rooted hatred, strife, that's bitter disagreement, conflict, jealousy, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, and all those things like that. You see, those are sins of the flesh. And every one of us has lost the battle to more than a few of those over our lifetimes. What are we to do? How do we think more deeply about fighting sins of the flesh? Well, what's so wonderful about this scripture is it offers a solution right in the midst of the problem. It says, abstain from sinful or fleshly desires. You see, if you abstain from the desire, you are more prone to win the battle over the behavior. You have to fight, but you have to fight not just in the flesh. You have to fight in the mind because before it becomes an action, sin is a thought. The battle against sin is first fought in our minds. That's why the Bible says be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It's more than your brain. It's your capacity, your total capacity to think, to reason based on experiences. Your mind is your will. It's the way you look at the world, the way you see God. One of the things I'm learning through this trauma work that we're doing at Roxbury Presbyterian Church is the fragile nature of our minds. You know, people have a hard time hearing from God when our minds are wounded or or hurt. And in a way, we're all wounded and hurt. The world can leave our minds restless and worried and deluded. The battle for sin is waged first against the mind. And we have to fight the battle in our minds. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. This is 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's, that's that mindset keeping your mind set on Christ. And that takes work. That's a fight. That's that's a battle. You can't go into autopilot. You can't be impulsive. You can't just move without really putting some intention to your actions. I like to browse shops on the vineyard, and I've been on the vineyard for my summer vacation. And there's one wonderful shop that I recommend, and I guess this is a commercial in that way. It's called Sanctuary, and it's full of signs and affirmations, and this one caught my attention. Don't believe everything you think. You see, this transformation that begins in our minds is about what we think, and sometimes we we think the worst, or we think negatively, or or we think defeat, or or we think illness, and, 
And and this this little affirmation says, don't believe everything you think. Slow down. Pray. Think about what you're going to do. Think about how good God is. That is the part you need to remember in fighting for your life, your eternal life. That's what this is all about. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign.